podcast fam. This is Griffin and Heather Gilstrap back with a new episode of the Real Marriage Podcast. We want to thank you all for your kind words of encouragement and love this past week as we've just been sharing on our socials our news about baby number five and about moving to North Carolina and just these big things we have coming up. And we really do feel like your family. Um, and we're just, we're so grateful for you and for your kindness. And it's just meant so much to hear from you, especially those of you who have just said like, please don't stop the podcast. <laughs> it's just been so awesome to hear that. Um, and you can be praying for us as we're navigating all the details of a lot of things. And especially that, you know, we don't want to stop, but it might look different. Um, we'll keep you updated as we know about that topic. Um, but as we're sharing details, we want to keep you in the know um, as family, you know, just letting you know what's going on. Um, it is officially official. They voted on Griffin and it was a unanimous yes. I have been accepted. Yeah, it was it was really <laughs> awesome. We watched it, um, the service, and I just was like crying in the kitchen. <laughs> Someone texted me, and I was at I was at church on Sunday at Harborside, and it's so busy and loud there, which is a good thing for a church to be busy. I had to run into a bathroom and like stick it up <laughs> to my ear on the phone. It was hard to hear. Yeah, but that was my moment becoming a head pastor in a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> listening on my cell phone. <laughs> That's amazing. Humbling yeah. right off the bat. Yeah. Was you cried and my parents were crying. It's really cool. It's a huge, such a humbling moment. Like just, I'm still trying to, I think in my mind, in my heart, I knew this was going to happen at some point, but for it to actually be real is pretty incredible. Well, yeah. And, and at 33 and 32, and we've known this is what the Lord has for us. We just wondered when, and you know, it, it's just been, we've shared, it's just been such a process. So it just feels awesome. And I don't think it's, everything's fully hit me yet. I, which is odd for Heather to not have well, an emotion. I'm really afraid when it does like, babe, just be ready. It's true. You haven't really gone too deep. And I think it's almost like you're waiting for something. I don't know. Not bad to happen, but like, I think once we move, maybe it's, it's going to get very real. Maybe. And I think because there's so many things we have to still do. Like yeah. figure out. You're looking for things around the house to work on. <laughs> I feel I, like I, they're, they're looking at our house tomorrow to inspect it. To because make sure. we sold it. We sold our house for a ridiculous amount of money. What? <laughs> Crazy. I can't believe what people are paying right now. It is, you guys. So when we heard from the Lord, basically, and we got a lot of confirmation that this is what Griffin was meant to be and step into all of 2020. I just began one of my prayers was praying over the next family for this home. And I prayed just really hard over the wife and the mother as I'm scrubbing the floors and cleaning toilets. And I'm like, Lord, I pray, you know, that this home can be a blessing, not just an invest, like a, like a property investment, that this can be a home that somebody needs. And Lord, I'm literally prepping this home for somebody else. Like show me if I'm supposed to do anything for her. And I don't, I was just like, why not have fun with this and pr not pray about it for me? It's, we're going to, we know that we're going to give it away or sell it. Um, Meanwhile, I'm praying for as much money as possible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Heather is yeah. very heartfelt and kind. I love it. Well, that's what I'd want someone to do for no, me. No, it's, so. it's a beautiful thing, but share, I don't, not too detailed, but we got a letter from the, the buyers. Well, well yeah. Well, um, during our open house, we had an open house on, we just put on the market on Friday 
We had an op- we had like five showings right after we put it up. It was pretty fast and furious. Then we had an open house on Sunday. And I was at my mom's watching on my ring app. Like, <laughs> Creep, creeping on like, the people like, watching like in our house. Off, and I was like, we were eating just lunch, like casually. I'm like, I'm just going to see what, what's happening. You know, it's hard when it's going motion detect it. It's like, who is it? <laughs> and I happened to catch it when this family with two young kids walked in by. And I just felt like this stirring in my heart of like, like, I think that's the people who are going to buy it. But I think things like that all the time. And I'm wrong. You're like hopeful for that. But yeah. it, but it felt different. But right? it did feel different. And so I just like prayed over them. <laughs> I blessed them through my my phone. And um, we ended up that that evening with two offers, not knowing that one of them was them. And then the next day we get a letter from them and they're in a tough spot. And literally everything that I prayed for the year before um, this, like the Lord heard that and honored that. And this home is, is literally everything that they need. Yep. It's not just an investment. But for me to even have the, been given the knowledge to know that felt like the Lord being like, I heard your prayers yeah. and you're not only being blessed Heather, but you know, honestly for personally through my whole life for the first time, am I able to bless somebody with a, something, like, something nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like this. Cause I just didn't, I didn't come from yeah, that type of background. I was, I was definitely joking, but I've also been praying for that. We want it to be a win-win. I think that was the goal. Like the way God's blessed us through this process, there's so many different scenarios and, but just the timing and how the market is. And this family was literally having to get out of their rental house because their person was selling it. And the same day they have to move out is when we were hoping to close, it's which so is a little good. later than most people would have asked for. Yeah. And it just the perfection in the timing and the setup for both of us, they live down the street. And so, I mean, just the way it's going to be easy to close, it sounds like. So it's all God, man. Yeah. And we, <laughs> we want our lives to be able to impact others around us. And so it was, it was nice to not just think selfishly no. because this is such an intense type of thing. And the last time we did this, it was felt intense. Ugh. This yes. one's been so much different. God's hand of blessing has been all over it. Yeah, it's, it's a testimony and it's really powerful. And I have a letter in my head written to that wife. I'm like curious if I should actually write it and like leave it in the house somewhere. No, send it before the you guys, inspection. You guys so tell they... me if that's weird, okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> or that like make you feel so happy. <laughs> I think that would be sweet. But the other thing we did is we, we committed to a home in North Carolina. And yes. I don't remember because I'm pregnant if we've shared that or not yet. Um, but we, we, we have a home it's being built, which is literally one of Heather's dreams. Thank you God for caring about our dreams. A brand new house. It's beautiful. It's, um, people from the church keep driving by y'all. If you're listening, you you keep driving by and I'm praying over it and sending us pictures, please, because it's, it's hard to not be there and be able to like go sneak over and look at it. And yeah, I know how many miles away are we? So we're getting pictures. This lady sent us a video, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. The, the greatest Southern accent. The oh, kids were laughing at the like, accent. Can we talk like that back to them? I'm like, oh, tell them what, it's kind of disrespectful. Tell them what Harper said about Harper's like, all of a sudden out of nowhere, she goes, does this mean I'm not going to marry someone from Florida? <laughs> she's, like, she's seven thinking about marriage. I'm like, I don't, are you pray about it? I don't Come know. On. And she's like, am I going to marry someone with an accent? And I'm like, maybe. She's like, oh, great. <laughs> uh, it was just like her seven-year-old man. thoughts went to Why her. is she think? what do you guys talk about when I'm not around? Why is she thinking I about marriage? I tell them to marry someone like daddy. Man. 
That's what I tell them. How sweet am I? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just that was her first thought moving the uh, the boy she's going to marry. I don't know. So all that to say <laughs> Things are rolling Family along. update. Just yeah. wanted to let you guys know. <laughs> so we're basically, gosh, it's already May. Can you believe that? It's May when this comes out. So, wow. We're a month and a half from me going, and you're going to come up sometime probably in July. And our is, son is two. Yeah. Yeah. Which, on Saturday, which is before this comes out. Crazy. Yes. I just wanted to throw that My out. goodness. And can I share with them what he did to the balloon really sure. fast? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. One last thing, and then we'll get into what we're talking about. Um, really quick, for some reason, we have accidentally created this awesome family tradition where everyone goes and picks out a $10 birthday balloon from Party City. It was not on purpose, but it's become a thing. And I hope it doesn't last because it's really expensive. But my son, Elisha, decided to pick out a balloon and it was Thomas the, the Train. Awesome. Great. First boy party. He's actually getting a train table for his birthday. So it was perfect. And then we're on the way home and he's holding this massive balloon. I can't even see his face. And I'm like, Elisha, are you so excited to show this to daddy? He goes, yeah. And then grabs the balloon and bites it and <laughs> pops a hole in it. Well, it's filled with helium. It's, and he just bites it. And he bites helium. it. And, I'll, <gasps> and he goes, oh, oh. Such a boy. And I just hear this. And I'm like driving, like, Skylar, do you see the hole? And it's a massive hole. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. And so it's duct taped. I tried to blow it back up with my air and like put duct tape on it. <laughs> we needed the cameras in the minivan because the things that happen and the things that are said and what you have to do reaching your arm into the second row it's and insane. Harper unbuckle and grab the food that's rolling around <laughs> under the chairs. Like this, such a mom life situation. Uh, I, I just want to share that he bit the $10 balloon that we had for 20 minutes. That's incredible. <laughs> it's good to have a boy around. It's so different. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, now that we're 10 minutes in, um, we'll transition into our topic. So man, so much going on in our lives. But one of the things we are fascinated about I think individually, and since we've kind of gotten through our 20s and we've, we're becoming our true adult self, I guess you could say. Is that a fair way to say that's, it? That's fair. It's like we're finally learning who the heck we are and trying to own that and understand it. I, we're really fascinated by our personalities. And one of the things, like Heather loves the Enneagram. We do personality tests through uh, the church and we're just kind of learning about your team members and the strengths and weaknesses and how those blend together. I am convinced that it's incredibly important that in a marriage, you as an individual, as a husband, as a wife, man or woman, it's so important to be self-aware and to really keep understanding, <clears throat> yes, understand your spouse, but really be intentional about learning and owning probably a better word, who you really are. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is it's so important for you to know how you project onto other people and how you act, your decisions, the way you think, the way you operate just completely affects everyone around you. And that's so true in marriage. And so one of the things Heather and I think, and make sure this is true, you and I have kind of discovered your greatest strength can also be your greatest weakness. And when you say like in, in your life, you know, like we'll get into some of the different stuff that kind of we've kind of understood about ourselves. but 
almost what is the best parts about you. Some people have made it seem like a weakness. Oh yeah. But never, never also realize like, no, that's how you're made. There's so much good about that, but it's really how you use it and how you operate within how you're made and who you are Mm -hmm. that matters the most. I think we spent like the first five years of our marriage, you helping me and healing wounds from my childhood and from like relationships, mainly with women, um, of making me feel really bad about like, how I'm yeah. wired. Who you are is not good or convenient. It's too much is too basically. Much. And yeah. you, I felt like we spent five years going back over those things and you encouraging me with, no, like this is not all bad. And it's, and it was, it was huge and it took time and it took, a lot of effort on your part and kindness on your part. And I think a lot of us recognizing where we're strong and where we're weak has come out of relational issues with other people and circumstances we've been put in, whether it's family members or at work or, or things from our past that we're like talking about as a couple and then things between us. Yep. Big time where it's caused conflict or where after the honeymoon phase wore off and we're like, huh, you do that. <laughs> I uh, see this. And then Well, it's you feel it. It's not the cuteness wears off and it's like, whoa, that's you know what happens, honestly, is we get very comfortable with who we are. Yeah. And I think some people just stop caring how it comes off because like we've we're in we're in it. We're right. we're committed. You almost like your guard comes down. And I don't think we're always aware that how we can be and act and how we make decisions can really impact the person right next to us. We almost lose our like awareness of the impact it can make. You have to have humbleness to care that it's impacting the other person and that maybe it's not the best way. Well, and that's really the thing. So you, I think we need to have self-awareness of who we are, but it's really, this is really about growth. And so we're, we're intentional about like discovering you know, who we are and what that brings to the table and kind of what that takes away from marriage or from how we want to be and who we want to be. But this is really a question of, do you want to grow? Mm -hmm. And do you want to grow individually, which ultimately means you're going to grow as a couple. And I think therapists, if you read any like psychology books, if you read leadership books, self-awareness is one of the first and foremost things they'll say, specifically leadership books. They'll say, you need to lead yourself before you can lead anyone else. Mm. And a part of leading yourself is being aware of your strengths and weaknesses so that you can utilize your strengths in the best way and make sure you compensate for your weaknesses so it's not detrimental to yourself and the people around you. That's really good. And so I read that in leadership. I was like, why wouldn't we think about that in marriage? Because this is the ultimate partnership that has to work. I've got people in my life right now about to maybe go through divorces and, you know, years and years in children that all this stuff. And it's like, man, we have to be super intentional that we're growing and we're growing together. And if you're not growing in your marriage and that's not strong, your job is going to suffer. Well, exactly. Yeah. And all the other things you're like, everything stems from your home from this central base. Whether you think or see that or not, that this is the foundation. Yeah. So you can thrive outside of your home, but ultimately this has got to get better and better and better. Mm-hmm. And so there's like different examples, right? Of like, let, let's throw out some, some concepts of like what some examples of strengths 
that are also weaknesses? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think that could look like? Yeah. So if you're trying to figure out yourself really fast. <laughs> yeah. You're thinking about, yeah. I have some examples. So you could be a high achiever, but unable to enjoy the moment. Um, you could be a highly adaptable person, but you lack structure and consistency. Um, you could be a super empathetic, but you lack personal boundaries. Or um, another one is you could be energetic, but restless and anxious. So the negative is directly related to the positive and it and they they go together. Like they are like the positive and the negative, they it is the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't and know. It's, and it's weird, right? Because a lot of it's how we're made too. Uh, yeah. And so you can be, honestly, this is too sad, but I just keep thinking of Robin Williams. Mm, that and is so sad. I know, but, but it's like, <laughs> it's someone that stands out to me because, and I don't know the psychological stuff. And obviously he dealt with some very difficult things, but it's someone that could make everyone around him happy, but ultimately like couldn't find it for himself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And was almost lonely in that. And so I just think we have to, we have to approach it and continuing to fully understand these things about ourselves so that we can really make sure the weakness doesn't overcome us. Well, the weakness is there whether you are aware of it or not. And so I think there's power in becoming really aware so that you know what to do with it. And then when you start to slip into your strengths, becoming your weakness in a circumstance or a situation, because you think your strength is going to fix every problem or every relational thing or every circumstance, and it starts to turn into a weakness, you're aware, you're self-aware, and you go, wait a minute, maybe me being really empathetic right now is not the Mm. right move to make. Do you think we always realize that our strengths can also be weaknesses? No, I didn't, or vice versa. I Our thought, weaknesses could be strengths. I thought me, one of mine was just a problem. Yeah, for was, everyone. Because that's how it was, I was like, sp- mm, words. <laughs> I got <laughs> it's stuck. Still, it's it's got still stuck. hard for you to deal with. <laughs> Nothing came out. It was always uh, spoken at you negatively. It was spoken at me yeah. as this is an annoyance. This is too much. Like this is a bad part of you and you need to change. And never did anyone ever in my life tell me it was okay until you. So we had to unpack like 15, 20 years of. And and circumstances and like relationships and people and words that have stuck with you for years. Key people. Which which is interesting that it it became your self voice. Oh, yeah. And anything would happen and you would be thrown back into that negative place. Right. When in turn, it's how you're made. Right. God made you this way for a reason and for a purpose. Right. And so that becomes a very like, whoa. It's a different approach. And if that triggered you and you felt that right there, like this is your chance to not be a victim to that. Like you don't have to be a victim to something your mom or dad said about you. That as I just was sharing a little bit of mine, if that triggered something in your heart, like I know so many people that are living out of that and they're acting Ooh. as victims and you're wasting your time and mm. your life. Oh no. And you don't hey, ha- no. but you just don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to. And you helped me a ton well, overcome that. But see it's gonna be in my book that's coming, you guys. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Teaser. But that's what I think marriage really is about, is this partnership because it was almost not insurmountable for you, but it was uh, difficult for you within yourself because you felt it. And so I would look at it and go, like, why do you think that way? Yeah. Because I was outside of those emotions and I I almost challenged those thoughts, right? And had the patience to kind of 
approach it in a way that hopefully was helpful. Right. And, but I also think knowing what you're bad at is just as important as knowing what you're good at. Um, so I was actually thinking of our kids and right now, um, all three of our girls are trying soccer and I mean, not by force, but just because, you know, we find it important to, you need to try what mommy and daddy tried (laughs) and, um, all three of them are different. And after like a month, we can see who's just naturally really good at it or not. And so we got Harper, my oldest, who is just very, they're all athletic y'all, but it's just different. And so Harper is very athletic. Um, she has the mind, she sees things, she sees a lot like Griffin, but the, the, um, competitive and the aggressiveness, she's not a huge fan of that. And then we got Paisley, God bless her. She is just like, I want to, I don't want to do like, the ball's coming at her, and she kind of like twinges, like no. And I'm, and she'll be, like, I scored four goals. I'm like you did. She's like, well, my team did. I'm like, oh, okay. She's owning it. And then we got it. Sky, our four year old, and she is just crushing it. She's just naturally, like, just doing amazing. And so I'm sharing all that to say that, like, we want them as parents. You want your kids to try things. You want them to try, and trying something and failing isn't failure if you're never meant to do it. Hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not if Paisley realizes, like, this isn't for me, I will never, I don't want her to ever believe what I failed at it because I'm not good at soccer, which she really might be if she warms up to it. But right now, it just doesn't seem (laughs) like that's it for her. And that's okay. But it's like, but if you try something and you fail or it doesn't fit or it's not it or I don't know, that doesn't mean it's failure. Like, I think it's a success, actually, when you find out this isn't for me. I'm going to check this off the list. Oh, this is a weakness for me. That's a a success because you just figured out something about yourself. You identified it. So it's not like when you think about these things with your spouse or personally, don't, I just, I share that. And it's a little bit different because that was talents and gifts, but it was more the failing. Like you're not failing when you find out what you're weak at and where you struggle with. That's not failure. That's a, it's a win. It's a huge step. A huge win. The first step to overcoming a problem and solving it is identifying it. Yes. And it doesn't, like we all have them. What you said earlier is so important. It's like the weaknesses are there. The problem is some of, sometimes, I won't say some of us, I think all of us at times are a little too prideful to see it or to even want to go there. And there's, you know, like the social media, Instagram culture where we feel like we have to have it all together and portray that. Like in your marriage, you got to be able to be weak and wrong and not completely perfectly put together. Yeah. And the other word you said was humble. Just like, man, ready to understand. I don't have it all together. Yeah, you know? I did that wrong. And like, yeah. I don't think I'm good at that. <laughs> but there's sometimes where in relationships where you're like, you're going to battle it out to be right. And it just, it can create, it can create such a wedge because you may think how you are is right, but if it's not going and what I'm using the kids vibing, what am I talking about? (laughs) But if, if it's not translating into your spouse with your spouse and it's rubbing the wrong way and it's pushing them away, even if you think it's okay and right, that's a problem, mm-hmm. like how it's coming across and how you're communicating or how you're pushing forward with something. You, you have to be willing to see it from the other side, I guess. So let's talk about, I guess we need to get into maybe a few of ours <laughs> for the next seven minutes. What's one 
I guess, from your own self. You you mentioned it maybe a little bit earlier. Maybe there's another one. What What's a strength that's also a weakness in your life, if we were to be transparent? I don't know which one to pick. Griffin made a list for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, the one that I love the most is you are a creative visionary, but you never look at the price tag. That's true. And that get, is a big problem. And I get really sad about that. But that's no, he's being, that's true, but that's not serious. <laughs> serious. Um, that is a problem though. Um, I have a high, I have an expensive taste and it's really a bummer. I think I'll talk about, um, I, I'm a, okay. One of the things about me is I'm, I'm incredibly driven. I am disciplined. I don't need a gym membership. I love them. Um, if I'm, if I want to do something, I'm going to do it and like, no one's going to stop me. And I, and that's helped me. I I think I had to learn that, um, just a lot in my childhood and things that happened with my family. Also growing up in a school that didn't have girls teams. I literally put on the boys team. So it's like, if I want to start, I have to beat boys. And I was like, fine, done. Like, (laughs) and it just wasn't a question. So there's not a lot of fear and you're very driven. Yeah. You're a hundred percent all in dedicated. I'm going to do this well to the highest level possible. Yeah. And I had, you know, I've torn my ACL. I've had four knee surgeries in college and I had to get back in a certain amount of months to not, to not lose my starting spot. And I was like, okay, great. Thanks for the deadline. Like I'll be there. Mm-hmm. And I never missed it and no one ever took it. And if anyone tried, I was going to make sure they knew like, you're never getting my spot. So what's the flip side of that to where it's, it can be a detriment. Well, I think I assume other people think the same way. <laughs> um, you have that same expectation of drivenness on the people around you. And I also have, a, I'm very, um, I guess I could say driven in the way I love people and friendships. Mm. And and I think the detriment is I put expectations on people. If I'm going to love you this way, then you should love me back this right. way. And I learned some hard lessons this past year with that, with some friendships of that's not well, how it works. <laughs> well, not everyone's capable or able in us, even in a season to give a hundred percent towards you the way you would hope and the way you are ready and willing to do that. Right. And even friends I have that, like, it's like they have goals, they have dreams and I'm like, I don't get it. Just go for it. Like do it. Yeah. And and they're and they'll have reasons why I'm like, I don't understand. Like you just need to do it. Yeah, you yeah. want this, like go get it. And I just want to push them like Shake them. go. Like, what's stopping you? It reminds me one time we were at like the big slides at a at a uh, playground. Was it Skylar? <laughs> it was Har- Harper. Harper our first. And I, I'm like being super cautious and she just pushes her. her. Like, Come on. Shove is probably the right word. It's the right word. Down this thing. <laughs> And it's like, it probably worked. She got, she got used to it. But I was like, my face probably when you just full extension stiff arm to the back of our child, not ready to go. It's like, you're going to get it. What's really awesome is she trusts me with heaven to push her now at seven. Like you are the voice. I'm like, oh, it's okay, sweetie. Come on. I'm like, no, you're going to do this. Yeah. I'm like, that courage is doing it afraid. Let's go. And yeah. like, she just did a speech meet and oh, it was so tough, but yep. I, don't, I don't get into all that, but yeah. I had to push her to do it and she did it. She, she did, did it afraid. She absolutely so. did. Tell them about, um, when I'm sick and you know, you're driven in a fighter. If Heather's sick or like 
tired or pregnant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's she will fight through it, but that is the detriment. Like sometimes you need to stop and rest. I need to learn how to rest. It's like pro- you almost are proving I can do it. Right. Where I'm like, I don't need to prove anything. I'm oh, gonna go man. lay. I'm you gonna guys, go lay down. Wives, like, tell me this week for real. Your husbands are just like, oh, it's your nose stuffy. Like, <laughs> I just when Griffin would first get sick, I would just. She was mean. I was mean. I had no compassion. None. I was like, what did I do wrong? I'm like, I I apologize. I have a fever. And I'm like, it's 100 and you're fine. Come on, do the dishes. (laughs) Mow the lawn. (laughs) I don't know. I've gotten better. I feel like you have after a few tough conversations. Yeah, I apologize. I need to have more compassion (laughs) with you when you're sick. But like, I can't expect everyone to physically handle things the way I handle them just because I can handle it one way. Doesn't but, mean you but you can't. shouldn't even always have to. Well, that's something I think spiritually, you mentioned it when you said prove, where I feel like the Lord has been teaching me, like, you can go ahead and do it all, but I've never asked you to. Mm-hmm. And you can go ahead and, yeah, I, I can. I'm like talented in a few things. It's like I could go and do this and this and this and this and this and this, but good luck. You're going to be burnt out. And yeah. and God, I just feel like as he's just been like, I've never told you to do those things. Mm-hmm. And so what's powerful with it being your strength is you learn your, what your lanes are. And when you have, the, when this, if this is your weakness and this resonates with you, then there's a good chance you're doing too much. You're, you're too disciplined because you can do it all. Yeah. Even a, a wife not letting her husband do things for her. So I was going to say, cause I don't need you. I'm a woman, all that kind of stuff. Right. Like he's like, no, like, but let him, let him serve you. Let him love you. Let it like it's an, it's a beautiful thing when you can allow someone to serve you. It's it's a humbling thing in itself. Jesus let people do things for him. You know what I mean? And, sure. And, well, the other thing is is if it almost causes your family to take you for granted because oh, yes. like oh Heather's just gonna go do. She's all just that gonna go do it anyway because that's what she does. And then you'll start to do it with bitterness. Exactly. And so, huffing and puffing. Yeah. So learn Gosh. your lanes. <laughs> we could spend a long time on yours. Let's keep. <laughs> We got like a few minutes left. Um, I, I think for me, it, it probably, I'm trying to think broadly because it can encapsulate a lot. I, I'll go with this one. I'm a very logical, like thoughtful thinker. You know, I like to think through things and make informed decisions and uh, be very wise with our money and how we move forward and trying to plan for the future and make sure we take care of business now. But I, I think that is a strength because it's it is a strength. It's You're allowed us to move forward in our lives. Big time. <laughs> yeah. Without we're not mortgaging the future by just making bad decisions now. Yeah. Kind of thing. Thinking long term. And so there I can always justify that. But I think it limits me in a lot of different ways. It puts such strong parameters around how I think and how I want to make decisions and how I want to live. When I live with this very creative, visionary, emotional person that colors our life in a beautiful way, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think even in, we've had this even in the past two months where when I think a certain way, I come strong with it mm-hmm. and I don't even realize it. It's yeah. just like, I'm very sure about how I think because I'm comfortable with it and I can justify it and and kind of not win the argument, but kind of win the discussion 
to where it presses down people like you around me that are going to take it further and make it better and, and more beautiful and outside of the box where I can just be so stringent sometimes in my thinking. Mm-hmm. I put parameters around things that don't always need them. Well, being logical and being playing it safe never seems silly or never seems wrong. So yeah. when I when you would when we be discussing a decision or doing something and I bring the creative big idea and you bring the logical mm-hmm. and then I say something else and then you come in stronger. Yeah. It's almost like, a, well, of course, it's going to always make sense. And then yeah. I get nervous of like, man, I probably, because if I push mine and it's wrong, like. Right. Gonna, right. It, so it douses the flames. Yes. So I can make a, a good or a decent decision. But sometimes like you have a great decision. But it takes risk most of the time. <laughs> right. But that's like. Well, or sacrifice. We need, but sometimes we need to live that way. Yeah. You know, we need to not be so predictable. Amen, we yes. need to get out of the routine and like mess with the budgets, uh, whatever, you know. All right. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. But I, I was even good. thinking about that with like relationships. I put parameters around my time and maybe don't give enough towards allowing for deeper relationships with mm-hmm. people and things like that. So I think that for me has become very aware. Yeah. I still struggle at times with it because it's natural. Mm-hmm. But what I love is that you and I are at least trying to get to the point where it's like, man, who we are naturally isn't always a weakness, which is funny. That's in your case. And for me is definitely not always a strength, even though I'm comfortable with it, even though I think it's right. It's like, no, be open to the other side of it. Make mm-hmm. sure I'm not projecting myself in a way at my spouse that presses you down and creates a weakness for us. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Are we sharing any more? Is that the only one? I think that's all we have time for. Really? We, we spent a long time talking about our life changes. Oh, I'm sorry. And, no, that's good. Did you want to talk more about mine? No, I was going to bring up my other one. No. Because <laughs> I felt like it was relatable. Okay. We'll save that for another time. Okay. That's good. Well, I hope that's helpful. Something Heather and I I think as we kind of mature into our marriage and we're 10 years in, we just want to get better. We just want to get better. And so one thing I want to encourage you with, Heather wrote a book called Seasons. If you have not seen it, it's on Amazon. If you type in Heather Gilstrap Seasons, you can find it. It's a great Mother's Day gift, which is coming up. A lot of you women are buy it for yourself. If yeah. you have kids, if you're preparing to have kids, Seasons of Motherhood, we'd love for you to find that. We have our website, realmarriagepodcast.com with blogs and different resources on there. You can check out as well. We love that you're listening. We love that you guys are on this journey with us. And thank you for tuning in. And until next time, this is The Real Marriage Podcast. This podcast is produced by talkedits.com. You talk, we'll edit. If you like what you're hearing, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We hope you enjoy getting to know Griffin and Heather. For more information about them, visit realmarriagepodcast.com That's realmarriagepodcast.com Thanks for listening.